Revolution Show, brought to you by SASDOC, the conference to turn your SAS up to 11. On the latest episode of the SAS Revolution Show, I take you to sunny Lisbon and Web Summit, where I caught up with Ashley Carroll, partner at Social Capital. After sitting on two excellent panels, Ashley joined me for a conversation about metrics, why user engagement is the most important one in her book, chatting amidst the Web Summit crowds, we cover what Ashley has learned working at SurveyMonkey, Optimizely, and DocuSign. What is a big mistake every company should avoid when it comes to product management? And what is the one product she has a serious crush on that has transformed how social capital works? So I'm, I'm, I'm here at Web Summit uh, and uh, uh, delighted to be uh, speaking with uh, Ashley Carroll from Social Capital. Uh, welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. It's cool. And, um, and so we're in sunny Lisbon and uh, at a, a, a major conference, a little bit uh, bigger than, bigger than SASDOC. And uh, what, what's brought you here, Ashley? Yeah, so Social Capital to date has been um, really active in SaaS investing, um, but also fairly concentrated in the U.S. and even within the U.S., um, the, the coast in terms of Silicon Valley and New York. Um, and we've said a little bit and are saying more about our um, vision of being a global platform for entrepreneurship um, and democratizing access to not only capital but also um, information to help nurture um, early stage companies. And so I'm here to immerse myself in the ecosystem and meet lots of great founders and investors in the region and um, excited to hopefully work with some in the near future. Very, very cool. Um, so uh, I understand you, you've got a bit of a, a background in SaaS uh, yourself. Tell us a little bit just a, about, uh, about your background and how you've ended up at, at Social Capital and being an investor and being a partner at the firm. Yeah, so after um, some brief stints in consumer, e-commerce, infrastructure, um, I really sort of narrowed in on B2B SaaS. Um, I found being a more like data-driven and, and business-oriented person um, versus highly technical, my skill set was appreciated um, with, with B2B SaaS given that it is such a metrics-heavy uh, subsector. So I started my SaaS career at SurveyMonkey. I uh, was a fairly early employee there. Um, went through a really rapid phase of growth. It was um, a, a ton of fun and also a lot of hard work. Uh, from there, I joined Optimizely, uh, A-B testing mm-hmm. platform, uh, to lead product. Um, and that was actually even earlier, so a whole new set of challenges there, getting from really MVP to initial product market fit. Um, and then after that, I joined DocuSign in a slightly different role to found and lead a growth team um, and really help uh the business toward profitability and to get away from being so dependent on sales touch revenue um, and really open up the self-serve revenue channel. Okay, very cool. Pretty uh, stellar CV there. And uh, uh, how does social capital help the, uh, I guess, the, the, the SaaS companies that you, uh, you invest in? Yeah, so um, most of us are former operators um, and we're, we're all very data-driven. Um, and so we track a lot of metrics. And I think one of the things our companies have found most helpful, I mean, we, we help in general ways that investors help. We also have a platform team um, that provides data science and user acquisition um, 
advisory services to companies, but we've actually also started building software internally to help our companies. Um, and one of the things that we've gotten really amazing feedback on is um, sort of insights around benchmarking. Okay. And so we've been taking this very data-driven approach for six years now, mm-hmm. um, and we're able to say, all right, you know, you startup X, these metrics look really good. These other metrics, not so good. I would focus your attention on this. Um, and the entrepreneurs we work with, and actually especially the ones that we don't end up investing in, tend to, to be almost the most thankful for the really direct and honest feedback. Very cool. And I, and I think, you know, some of the questions we'll um, uh, uh, ask in uh, a short while, we'll uh, look at those benchmarks or uh, if, if we can uh, share them with the uh, with the audience. So um, let, let, let's let then go into uh, product. I understand, like, you know, product is one of, one of the areas, obviously, based on your uh, background where, um, uh, you, you know, you've, you've got that great experience. So the companies you mentioned, DocuSign, uh, Optimizely, SurveyMonkey, um, what are the major learnings that you've had, you know, from those uh, in building products and, and just around product management? Yeah, so one thing I'm a big believer in is remaining focused on the end user. Um, and especially as you move up the chain to the more, like, large-ticket, sales-touched enterprise um, end-of-the-market segment, um, there tends to be more focus on revenue than engagement. And that's where engagement really is a leading indicator to revenue. Um, and so making sure that you're tracking that in addition to tracking you know, top-line sales metrics. Um, and then another thing related to that is a lot of times, um, you know, especially once you start selling into Fortune 1000, Fortune 500, especially companies, is um, getting a deal done will oftentimes come with feature requests. Um, same thing, you're gonna, you have all these customers, there's going to be customer requests and bug fixes and everything else. Um, and one thing that is really important is making sure that you're sort of preserving um, a non-trivial portion of product and development resources for innovation. Um, because otherwise, it's, it's too easy to get in the cycle of, um, you know, selling a product and then the, the dev team building the features to get that sale done. And then they come online and then they have complaints because things aren't exactly how they want them to be. And then the dev team is fixing those. And, and you can get into this, um, you know, like death spiral really of just um, you know basically becoming a services organization and so I think really um, keeping sacred some portion of resources um, technical resources to drive the company toward innovation and really make sure that every day you're making progress toward achieving that product vision mm-hmm. so uh, I guess kind of that leads nicely into you know how time should be divided between you know building the product and selling the product you know do you have specific benchmarks around that um, so it's hard to say off the top of my head. Um, team composition is is a tell for sure. Um, you know, I, I said earlier on a panel that if I meet a 50-person te- company and 35 of those 50 people are in sales, um, that's usually not a great sign. Um, good salespeople can sell almost at anything, and yeah. that's where going beyond that top-level revenue number and seeing, okay, but are people actually using the product? Are more people within an organization using the product? So are they, A, not going to churn, and ideally, B, expand their revenue? You know, we really want to see negative churn um, on a customer and cohort basis. Um, and in terms of how to spend time, I'm a big believer that, with the exception of maybe the highest level of highest levels of management, people should be focused on on one or another. Um, I'm, I wouldn't want to have... Um, 
you know, a significant number of engineers focused on selling, um, you know, that should go through sales and then sales is going to have their ask list from prospects and customers. And then, you know, ideally your VP of sales and your VP of product are going to work out what's going to make it on the roadmap. Um, but then once it ends up in the hands of the, you know, individual contributor engineers and product managers, the focus is really more on delivering that feature or, or product um, in a delightful manner and not so much thinking about the revenue. Um, you talked earlier a little bit about the, uh, the user engagement sort of, you know, being uh, super important uh, within the products and the companies that, that you work with. Slack is obviously a great example of um, you know, a, a company that's nailed uh, user engagement or as a, as a metric and if we're not using the product you know we're not paying for it uh, as well which is not often the case with most of the companies that we see but uh, other companies um, I guess from your data uh, uh, you know that, that you've researched around user engagement what what other kind of benchmarks should SaaS companies SaaS startups that are listening to this podcast be looking at um, yeah um, so we look at the um we look at the revenue and then we look at the engagement sort of separately. So on the revenue side of things, and it is a little different if you're a monthly recurring revenue business versus an annual contract value or even multi-year contract. Um, but since most of your listeners are probably in like MRR businesses, um, so instead of looking at cumulative MRR, we will look at monthly recurring revenue by type. And so we break it out by new versus existing versus churn versus expansion versus resurrection. And then you can really get a sense for, okay, MRR from month one to month, to month end to month end plus one is moving in this way, but how? And then you get a better sense. So, you know, if you're uh, doubling your MRR every month, except really you're you know, tripling, but then you have a lot of churn that, it, you know, something isn't quite right there. Um, and then on the engagement side of things, it depends on the type of business. So Slack is a great example of a near daily use case. And so for them, it would make sense to look at daily and weekly active users. Um, we have a metric called L28. So how many of the last 28 days has a user engaged? Um, and so that, that sort of makes sense for something like a productivity um, you know, something like a survey monkey to use one of my former um, companies as an example, not so much a daily use case. Um, so there you might pick a different metric, like how many deployed surveys does a customer have on a monthly or quarterly basis? Um, so it really depends on how frequently users are using the product. But then, but then again, look at active users within that period of time um, and how many of them are new versus existing versus churn to get a sense for how that metric is moving. Okay, very cool. And a final question. Um, so you've invested, well, the social capital have, you know, in Intercom, in Slack, in uh, Front, um, just to name kind of three. Um, you know, are there any outside of those three sort of products that, you know, you're currently using uh, sort of right now that you're super excited about uh, and that's, you know, helping you, uh, I, I guess, kind of Im improve, you know, uh, I guess your, um, uh, your work, your, the collaboration that you, that you do uh, sort of right now? Yeah, so I've always sort of had this, um, you know, product crush on Trello. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's one where I would have loved to have invested. I, yeah. I wish I was an investor in that company. Um, they're obviously now part of Atlassian. Yeah. Um, but that is where, you know, when I first came into venture, um, it didn't quite like internally, social capital didn't quite operate um, at all like I was used to from a product development org. And so I was used to daily stand-ups and 
um, agile boards and, and really clear and transparent. Um, you know, everyone had to know what everyone else was doing and venture needs that as well. And so we've actually really changed the way that we work, um, over the last two and a half years. Um, and you know, Trello has played a, a big part of that. We have boards for all the different teams and it's really helped with transparency and, and speed and, um, communication. Awesome. Well, actually, um, you know, uh, thanks for taking the time out uh, whilst uh, you're here at Web Summit in, uh, in sunny Lisbon and uh, wish you uh, the best of the, the, the rest of the event. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. We got it. Cool. Thank you.